Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Positive Politics, where together we will tackle all of the crazy events occurring in our political atmosphere and consider how we can address these events and change our country for the better and create a better political environment. So, today I want to talk about the 2020 Democratic primary and the presumptive nominee Joe Biden and his rise to the nomination among the most diverse presidential field ever. I also want to compare this 2020 race so far to the 2016 Republican primary. Before I continue, I want to make it clear that with this episode, I am not trying to endorse one party or the other, or make it look like one is better than the other. I am viewing these two primaries from an objective lens, and purely analyzing this political strategy and the effects of those strategies and why certain things happened. I believe that the rise of Joe Biden in this year's primary is primarily a product of the Democratic establishment's backlash and anger against President Trump. I also feel that his rise to the nomination occurred because of the establishment's fear of a takeover by the progressive faction of the party. But this party is in a very similar situation as the Republicans were in 2016. In 2016, the Republican Party was angry at the eight-year presidency of President Obama, and its establishment was fearing a takeover by the fringe factions of the party, fueled by that anger towards the president. Once President Trump became the frontrunner, the constant expectation was that there would be a coalition behind a moderate opponent that would end up defeating President Trump. It was expected that all of the moderate candidates would drop out and unite behind one. And that is exactly what the moderates of the Democratic Party were able to do when all of its moderates dropped out and united behind Joe Biden once Bernie Sanders became the frontrunner. How, then... Was the Democrats able to quell and suppress its extreme members, but the Republicans were not? Obviously, this is a complex question that is impossible to find a clear answer to. But I believe that the main difference between the two parties was the hostility and mistrust between the influential GOP candidates compared to the widespread unity within the influential Democratic candidates. See, in my opinion, the moderates of the GOP turned against one another while the moderates of the Democratic Party were willing to put their differences aside and coalesce around Vice President Joe Biden. Simply put, the Republican establishment lost its control and its party truly fractured, whereas the Democratic establishment was able to salvage its fracturing party. Alright, so let's backtrack to 2016. The Republican Party, fresh off two consecutive defeats in 2008, and 2012 is lost and searching for a leader. Its base is becoming increasingly impatient with the establishment, especially because of the failures of John McCain and Mitt Romney, and are possibly considering shifting to a more extreme candidate. Additionally, the Republican base also starts to feel more betrayed at the establishment for not fighting hard enough for their values and for compromising with the Democrats at certain times. Specifically, One of the main knocks on candidate Marco Rubio, for example, was the amnesty bill he sponsored with Chuck Schumer for the undocumented immigrants. Another knock was on Chris Christie for playing nice with President Barack Obama after Hurricane Sandy hit New Jersey. All of this was just built up the narrative that the Republican politicians right now are not fighting hard enough for their constituents. Additionally, speaking of these two, this brings me to another unique part of the 2016 primary. The fierce anger between people who could have come together and united. And one perfect example of this is the fight between Chris Christie and Marco Rubio before the New Hampshire primary. You see, 
Rubio did well in Iowa and was looking to continue the momentum when Chris Christie completely destroyed him in the New Hampshire debate. This completely destroyed Rubio's campaign and he finished fifth in New Hampshire, opening the door for Donald Trump to win the primary and start his own momentum. And that is really the way I would characterize the 2016 Republican primary. If I could sum them up in one word, it would be distrust. Distrust of the establishment, candidates distrusting each other, allowing an outsider to come in and take over the party. The candidates did not feel like they were all in the same fight. They did not feel like they had a common enemy. And I feel like Trump exploited that and made it worse. His presence on the debate stage and his constant insults kind of became the norm, and other candidates started doing that to each other. It felt kind of like a free-for-all battle in the early stages. Additionally, Trump did not run with extreme right-wing policies. For example, he was weaker on immigration than Ted Cruz. Cruz came down hard on deporting undocumented immigrants, whereas Trump, in the campaign at least, would often dance around the question, even though Trump proposed extreme policies like building a wall. He would not pledge to defund Planned Parenthood. He made bold promises like, Nobody will be dying because they do not have health care. But when it came to foreign policy, he went complete American first and isolation mode. He proposed radical ideas like banning Muslims from entering the United States. He promised to bring us out of the wars in the Middle East. He was talking about withdrawing from NAFTA and imposing high tariffs on our trading allies. He also used politically incorrect and extreme rhetoric. And that is how I believe he was able to rile up his extreme right-wing excitement without proposing that much extreme policies. And that is really how I think he won. He maneuvered through the political landscape and exploited some wedge issues, but laid off others. Additionally, he also focused heavily on making the argument that the establishment is not competent. And this went well with his appeal as a businessman, so he could make the argument that you will, you know know how to bring jobs back and make better deals and make better trade deals. Another contributing factor could be the growing unpopularity of the Bush administration, specifically because of the Iraq war for many Republicans. This could have contributed to Jeb Bush not being able to be that leader to rally the moderates together. So that goes to show that Trump's rise in the GOP was not a clear-cut extreme takeover but more of an outsider taking out normal politicians and exploiting the anger many people in the Republican Party were feeling. On the other hand, with the 2020 Democratic primary, Bernie Sanders is running on a clear set of ideological ideas that are all on the extreme progressive side of the Democratic Party. In fact, he has been proposing his ideas such as Medicare for All for years now and has been consistent over his long political career. He is a politician, unlike Trump, and is one that has consistently established himself as an outsider, an independent, and one that has constantly caused the Democratic establishment problems. It is not like he came out of nowhere and surprised the party. He has consistently been there. Unlike Trump, he was not willing to do any political maneuvering in order to try to appeal to other factions of the party. Additionally, the key difference here is that there is not nearly as much mistrust of the Democratic establishment among Democrats as there was of the Republican establishment among Republicans. The Affordable Care Act is still extremely popular among the Democratic Party, and most Democrats respect and revere the Obama administration. 
Thus, this makes it really easy for all of the moderates to coalesce behind Joe Biden, the former vice president of the Obama administration. Additionally, there could have been an element of learning from past mistakes and learning from the collapse of the GOP. You know, the pervading theme of this primary has always been do whatever it takes to beat President Trump. Debates were not nearly as aggressive, and most ended with them talking about how unity is required in order to defeat the president. Okay, now, why am I talking about this right now? Why is this important? Because our country is becoming more and more progressive. In fact, I believe that our country is progressing socially at a really rapid pace. I think we are also becoming more economically progressive, but not as fast of a pace as the social progressiveness. The question now is, how is this going to manifest in the years to come? Will there be conservative blowbacks like in 2016? Will there be moderate establishment blowbacks like in 2020? Will the political parties eventually have to deal with it and move along with it? See, I predict that there will be a steady rise in progressivism in both parties, punctuated by blowbacks. But nevertheless, our country will shift more to the left. In fact, I predict that, say, 20 years from now, the two main parties will consist of a socialist party, kind of like the Labour Party in the UK, and a liberal Democratic Party composed of the current establishment of the Democratic Party and maybe some moderate Republicans. I truly do believe that the political spectrum is changing and shifting to the left. See, 10 or 15 years ago, proposals like Medicare for All would have been considered crazy, but now they are seriously being considered, specifically by the younger generations, who will start to have even more of a powerful voice in the years to come. And as these changes occur, it will be really interesting to see how political parties start to react, the media starts to react, and how our fellow citizens start to react. My hope is that we always continue to promote and fight for that positive political atmosphere our founding fathers wanted so badly. But with something like this, we will just have to wait and see. That's it for me. I'll see you guys next time.